Good morning. Today is Sunday, August 23rd, 2020. Uh, it pains me to discuss this subject with you, but we're in the month of Elul, a month of introspection and looking for ways to improve ourselves. And as I've mentioned before, that requires honesty. Even when it is painful, even when it is heartbreaking, but we must have the honesty to face our shortcomings, to label them, to name them, and then to try to find a way forward. This past Wednesday, we learned about an event that had taken place on August 12th in Elat, a woman of 16 years, 16-year-old 16 girl, was the victim of a crime so horrendous I cannot bring myself to repeat the details. It's all over the media. You don't need me for the details. The report is that this unspeakable, inhuman crime was committed by a group of men. The number 30 has been mentioned, although it is not confirmed, but it's a group. Some who participated directly, some who watched, some who stood by and did nothing. Several of these men have already been arrested. Hopefully more of them will be. But it is a crime of inhuman insensitivity, violence, and barbarism. One expert on this subject in Israel said that it's a bigger issue. This type of terrible event is just a manifestation of something very bad going on here. It is part of a rotten culture. A number of experts have confirmed that in Israel generally, nine out of ten rapists go unpunished. And 84% of rape cases are closed without being prosecuted. One expert suggests that Part of the reason for this is that students in Israeli schools are not properly being taught about consent. It's not compulsory. It depends on the teacher and the school principal. And they don't do it too often because these kinds of subjects aren't easy. They're embarrassing. On Thursday, the Israeli education minister, Yoav Gallant, ordered 
that sexual violence prevention programs will be mandatory in Israeli schools starting this year. And he said, quote, We will take action so that every boy and girl in Israel has a deep understanding of the boundaries of what is permissible and what is forbidden. Let me just emphasize that the horror of this kind of crime is applicable at every age, in every context, including within marriage. And what everyone needs to learn is the definitions of informed consent, freely given consent, before any act of intimacy. A rare positive note can be found in the remarks of someone that my admiration for him continues to rise. President Ruven Rivlin, President of Israel, who demonstrates again and again true leadership, what it means to speak up with the voice of Jewish morality. And on Thursday, President Rivlin published a letter and he addressed it to these men who committed this horrible crime. He said to them that your actions are destroying us as a society. He then wrote, I write to you even though I no longer have words in the face of the horror that was reported about what you had done. I'm writing to you about boundaries. These days are days of madness and loss of routine. I know when there are no boundaries, the first thought is how liberating it is. But believe me, he wrote, some of our greatest difficulties as human beings begin when we lose a boundary. And then he wrote something deeply profound. He said, he wrote, he regularly encounters people in his role as president who are requesting pardons for their past misdeeds and hears from them and people who help them about their difficulties. And he wrote, quote, I erase criminal record after criminal record and thousands of Israeli men and women who made mistakes embark on a new path. He is a president who often grants pardons when they are requested under those circumstances to give people a chance for a second chance, a new path in life. But 
For many others, I do not grant pardons. Sexual assault, rape, sexual exploitation, sexual violence are stains that cannot be erased. These are instances of unforgivable loss of boundaries and they are destroying us as a society, as humanity. Faced with exploitation, faced with violence, faced with abuse, faced with cruelty, you will set a boundary, a boundary for you, a boundary for those around you. Do not stand aside. Do not take part in the silence. Just yesterday we read in Shul, Shoftim v'shotrim titen l'cha b'chol sharecha. Appoint for yourself judges and police in all of your gates and cities. As many commentators have pointed out, there's a problem with the grammar because the appointment of judges and police is clearly a societal need that should be addressed to the society. And therefore, shotim v'shotrim should be addressed in the plural to everyone. The Pasuk rather says, titen l'cha, you singular. And many of our sages point out that the Torah means to teach us that just as there is a need for a society, a collective, to set up a judicial system and police to enforce that system, there is also an individual requirement for every single one of us to be our own shofate, to pass judgment on our own actions, and to be our own shoter, to be our own enforcer, to hold ourselves accountable to what we know is right and just. Setting for ourselves boundaries, upholding within ourselves what we know to be right, and making sure that applies not only to what we ourselves do or do not do, but also to speaking up and intervening when we see it happening by others. That is the heart of what makes us human. And that is certainly at the heart of what makes us Jews. Friends, it's hard to end with a smile after such a subject. But if we take the lesson to heart and we try our best to be our own shofate and shoter, both in what we do and in what we see in others, 
then we can really try to improve our lives. My friends, I wish you a just and good day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.